Hello, everyone, and welcome to Popcast on the Rocks, episode 64. Uh, we're back again. It's a Wednesday. My name is John. I am joined by just one person, my ever faithful and reliable Andrea. How are you doing tonight? <laughs> I'm good. Uh, laughing a little bit at feeling like, I don't know, I'm I'm being compared to like a border collie or something like Faithful and reliable Andrea. <laughs> yeah. She's always there, just a step behind, begging for treats, and you know. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, it's good. Okay. It's good. It's fun to. It feels like a throwback to the times that it was just the two of us. We've had so many know. people on, and it's been so fun to have so many guests. But yeah, yeah, going going original, old school, mm -hmm. just you and me. It has been. It has been fun. We've been uh, really. Really shaking it up. Hope people are liking the liking the guest additions. So we'll be back yeah. to more of them. We got we got a summer of guests. We do, we do, yes. And if anybody has some favorites, anybody they want to see more of, just let us know. We can always yeah. invite them back. Yeah, I mean, make make some people feel sad. They'll be like, yeah. "Oh, they didn't <laughs> like me. Didn't you hear responses back about me?" That's right. Everybody's uh, gonna have like flashbacks to grade school not getting picked for teams in gym class it'll be just like that right nobody picked yep. me <laughs> mm -hmm. well in terms of picking things what did you pick to do this week for uh fun and entertainment yeah so i picked um for my mother for mother's day uh i got her a like yoga class that we could do together because she's been saying like oh you know i really want to work on my flexibility and you know do some more mm. yoga so i i got us a class to go to out at saint croix vineyard it's yoga in the vines and you like literally go do yoga amongst you know the grapes um and then you come back and have a glass of wine after class and Definitely like 10 out of 10 would recommend. It was a great class. The instructor, really? yeah, the instructor was fabulous. She really smoothly, you know, adjusted things that she was going to do for every level of, you know, practitioner that was there um, without like, you know, feeling like she was wasting anybody's time or like describing things too much or spending too much time on something. So the class flowed really well, I thought. Um, and my mom and I both enjoyed it and uh, enjoyed our, you know, our glass of wine afterwards. But holy cow, when I woke up the next morning, I was sore. Really? Oh my God. My, wow. Yeah, my muscles were just like, you haven't done this in a while. Remember that? Remember us? <laughs> like the, the muscles you've been ignoring as you sit on your butt, you know, trying to keep a tiny human alive? Yeah, we're still here. So, sure. yeah. How was your mom? How did she feel? Also sore. Because she, okay. uh, I mean, she did definitely all the beginner versions of, of all the poses. And I probably should have done that too. But, you know, like you're, you're in the nope. flow and you're feeling Gotta good with it. it yep. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to challenge myself. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to show everybody here I can do the pose. So that's yep. what I did. And uh, I don't know if I looked cool or not in the moment, but I definitely paid for it afterward. So what, uh, what kind of moves did you do? I was doing like crow pose. Um, okay. uh, that was probably, that was probably the one that really 
like set me off. Like my triceps were just like absolutely burning. I don't the next know day. if I remember Crow. It sounds really familiar. Yeah. So you but... so you balance on your arms and then you bring your legs up and rest your knees like in the back yep. of your. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. So it's, I... a, it's a lot of tricep push. And yep. yeah, my triceps were like, <laughs> not today. <laughs> I kind of like hurt my wrist trying that one for the first time. Yeah. Just like you get all trying wobbly. not to fall on my face. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you fall anywhere, your face is like right there. Yeah. Oh, so that's what you're landing on. At least you're um, kind of in the grass or whatever. Right. So that's a little softer. Yeah. Yeah. It had a little give to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If anybody's ever looking for a good yoga class, like I said, I would highly recommend that one. Good price. Good teacher. Good glass of wine nice. after. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Other than that, um, just plowing through some more Resident Evil, getting getting further and further in anticipation of our show. So I'm nice. very excited. Nice. I hope our our entire audience has been playing along so they can join in the, on the conversation. That's right. And watch our spoiler filled talk about that <laughs> coming soon. Um yeah, and then I'm sure like me, just consumed with E3 stuff. It's been yes. a lot. So but yeah, it's been a whole mm -hmm. week filled of uh, you know, gaming reveals and news and first looks and recaps and there's yep. so much. It made me so excited, like watching all of it. It was so great. But yeah, that's that's definitely a lot of time. You gotta be yeah. devoted to following. How are you do you see yourself changing in the way you balance like gaming versus shows and stuff and reading? Cause like I find over the years, I definitely, that shifts back and forth and around for me, mm -hmm. you know? And for whatever reason it is, I'm always, I've always been very interested in following games. So even the times when I wouldn't be playing as many games, I would still always be following it. It was more interesting to me to follow that than it was to follow um, music or movies or mm -hmm. something a lot of the time. So, yeah, um. yeah, I I would say like I find myself, you know, as the years go forward, increasing in my interest in gaming and how like following a game that I'm interested in and seeing how it's being made and, and looking for announcements, you know, um, you know, about like, oh, like exciting, you know, voice actor news or, you know, like this composer's coming to this. Um, so yeah, I find myself interested, but very selective about what I'm interested in just because, you know, mm -hmm. we all do have limited amounts of time and I do want to get to a lot of different things. So, yep. yeah. So while gaming has probably increased in like the time that, you know, it has in my, you know, protected leisure activities, um, mm -hmm. still very cautious about like not trying to get too overwhelmed with like following everything. Yep. Just got to find those few things. Like we're talking pre-show how easy, like once you get through the intro, how easy it is to jump in and out of outriders. There's just certain games that you yep. can just easily 
pick away at, you play a little bit, or even like uh, some games coming up we'll talk about in a bit that mm -hmm. just are are made for that sort of uh, drop in, drop out kind of kind of thing. Um, right. I find those are really nice when you don't want to become like all consumed in something, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. so. Yeah, but. it can feel, it can start to feel daunting. You're like, oh, I'm really excited to play, but I don't have that much time. Like, is it even worth it? Yep. You know, and like just today, even like, I was like, oh, I just have like half an hour. Like, should I go play Resident Evil? And I was like, yes, I should. I should just do it. And I, mm -hmm. and I end up getting sucked in a little bit more than I intended, but only by like 10 minutes. Like, that's sure. fine. Yeah. You know? Yep. But yeah, it, it is a different mindset for different games. Yep. I did finish. Uh, I have, I haven't done much gaming in this week because I hurt my hand. So I did like, uh, finish Resident Evil Village because I was running along on that. And then we were going to talk Shadow and Bow. And so I halted dead stop and powered through that. Mm -hmm. So then I finished Resident Evil Village, but it's, you're required to run a lot in the game mm -hmm. and to run you have to press down on the left stick yep. normal um and that hurt my hands quite a lot so i fortunately basically just had the last boss that that is all i had left is the last boss battle so um a couple attempts on that and then i was i was good sure. so free. i did that yeah um, and I've been, yeah, withholding my thoughts on that game. Uh, mm -hmm. so we can get into it later. And I was intending to play this game. Um, so once my hands better, I will, uh, called Wallachia and, um, it's, I originally saw it, familiar? uh, cause it's like, uh, Castlevania. Yeah. Isn't there like a country in there? Yeah, Wallachia, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. okay, all right, okay. So this is a vampire thing, um, mm -hmm. and it's a game that I saw uh, two years ago at our gaming local gaming convention, 2D Con. And so they had, like I've talked about before, but they have these set up for indie de game developers. They'll come in, right. they're bringing in their game, and you can sit down and, and play it and take their car and have some handheld stickers and whatever. And one of my favorites that year was a game called Wallachia. And it is styled like uh, a Sega Genesis game, sort of a 90s side-scrolling action platformer game. Mm -hmm. And um, so I immediately connected to it. Plus, it was looks like a castlevania game yeah. but in like the genesis uh visual style and sure. i was just thinking then the other night like man i wonder if that game is out finally now like i haven't heard anything about it or whatever and so i just went on the switch store and i was looking around and sure enough it was there on the switch store um i might have even been on sale i don't know so uh, yeah it's super excited to to pick that one up Support yes. any developer that I actually met and talked to, and uh, yeah, and, that's yeah, really cool. I hope it's good. Yeah, so that's happened before too. We, the year prior to that was uh, the people that were showing off uh, HyperDot, and HyperDot right. was in um, about that. Game Pass. Yep, and so I played that through Game Pass um, quite a bit actually. So yeah, it's fun. 
So anyways, I was intending to get to that and didn't. So I, this week I did watch more besides E3 stuff, uh, which we'll get to. I've been trying to make my way through Demon Slayer, Mythic Quest. So um, those have been fun, been very good. I'm getting a little more into Demon Slayer, being introduced to some different characters. So it's starting to uh, starting to appeal to me a little more, despite mm -hmm. the black star effect. Like, um, I don't know if it's I I think of an anime where there is an incredibly loud character mm -hmm. never shuts up. I think black star from Soul Eater. Sure. And there's yep. plenty of anime that have that. And um, this has those kinds of characters as well. And I can only take so much of it. So <laughs> that's my complaint thus far. But well, you said this anime has those type of characters. Is there more than one? There's two. There's two that uh, like to go at it now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's tough. That's tough. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but they are well voice acted. So I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. Trope sound says, yes, they're definitely it's definitely a thing. Mm -hmm. So. Yep. Um, I watched the first episode of C on Apple TV Plus starring Jason Momoa. Yeah, it's, how was that? Yeah. It was pretty good. <laughs> um it gave me it gave me <laughs> some Mad Max vibes at point at points. I just I don't know if I'm gonna keep going. Like it it's visually good. Um it's interesting. Just with so much, I don't know if I'll keep going or not. But yeah. I'm surprised more people, I guess, didn't take a look at it considering it, jason mole is kind of big right now and stuff so it doesn't i mean, I mean he is but it doesn't really feel like it was well like you know maybe yeah maybe the season two will they'll course correct on that mm -hmm. do a better job. yeah so. yeah i don't i don't think you can just like I mean, like you said, Jason Momoa is very big right now, but I don't think you can just rely on that and like fans who love him to like spread the word. I feel like you do need to yep. be like, no, we should probably put some money into again, especially Apple TV should put money into anything that they want to succeed because you need to get it before people's eyes and they're just not naturally inclined to go to Apple TV right now. It's just not like, oh right, like let's check out Apple TV. Like Yep. It's just right. not your go-to platform. Yep. Yep. And then are you uh are you watching through Loki yet? Yes. You... Yes. Started okay. episode one. Okay. So I'm I've I'm seen excited. episode one. Uh and yeah, I, I'm based on episode one, I am excited to talk about this. So. Yes. Yes, I agree. And episode two dropped today. So we'll mm -hmm. be watching that as well soon. Yep. Yep. So for everybody listening, uh, we intend to go through the series. We're going to mm -hmm. take it in halves. It's short. So probably three first three episodes and the second three episodes. So yep. for you binge watchers, that will be good. I know my uh, sister and brother-in-law, they don't watch like a lot. Like when we do weekly episodes talking about things, they often don't tune in or whatever then because they want to just watch it all at once. And so they oh, wait for okay. it to be done and then watch it all. Sure. So, yep. Um, and then I wanted to like, just quickly before we get to drinks and news and stuff, I yeah. uh, share an anecdotal piece of evidence 
Um, <laughs> so last week we were talking about how it's very strange that Marvel movies in particular are very, they're like the most successful thing right now in forms yeah. of movies and movies uh, and now television as well. They're in the list always of most watched television shows. And um, none of that translates to comic book sales. And mm -hmm. so the comic book industry likes to make a lot of different excuses, um, but they're never in the top sales charts. They can never make this stuff work. So it's like everybody acts like it's a dying medium, but manga seems to suggest it's not a dying medium. Right. It's a, dying, a couple of dying companies that lack creativity or the ability to give fans what they want. So I was in Barnes and Noble and they have this new section here. This picture, if you're uh, watching, watching the program, um, mm -hmm. this new squared off section, though there's some anime related figures in the middle, Mm -hmm. are three walls basically of western comics i think one section is like some dnd stuff that's where these two gentlemen are uh looking right now there's some mm -hmm. like uh art books for video games and some dnd uh handbooks and stuff like that the rest is western comics and it is okay fine whatever you have a lot of choices um but it also took a picture of the neighboring aisle right next to it which is two aisles and you couldn't even go in the aisle. These two aisles are all manga. So there's wow. like in this picture here, two, four, six people that you can see another yeah. lady waiting to go in. And, um, that's the way it was the entire time we were in there. So sure. people are interested in manga and reading. And there's, there's light novels in there too. There's a section now they have of, of light novels or whatever. But I just thought it was funny. We're just talking about this, just yeah. looking at sales charts, seeing how Western comics are the particularly the big two are failing. And then I go into a store and sure enough, <laughs> the manga aisle is packed and you have to like bump shoulders to get in there. And the American comics aisle has two people in it looking at D&D &D stuff, not even the comics. So yeah, yeah, uh, my... this definitely, uh, this definitely seems to support your theory. Um, and honestly, I mean, I know I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but in looking at the way that things for uh, Netflix's Geeked Week were presented, which uh, happened alongside mm. E3 this week, I think that really is also the case for for you know like. The medium of shows like they're interested in in basing things off of like you know manga or like anime and not yeah. so much like about superhero stuff so i mean right. we could talk about that later but like just to sort of like sense a you know shift um in what people are interested in right now you know what the basis is for a lot of stories that people are interested in telling yeah, not so much yeah. superheroes. Superheroes are kind of kind of fading, fading out. Western superheroes. Western yeah, superheroes. The, you're correct. Yes. You're correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, and maybe you know, yeah, we get some like everybody has an idea in their head in the West, like what a superhero looks like. Well, they yeah. get some different ideas in Japan what a superhero looks like. It can be a little more varied, perhaps. Mm -hmm. 
So, all right. I see you sipping on a cocktail. What have you got? What are the holidays? What's going on with the, <laughs> the, the drink segment here? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, for as far as drinks go this week, um, we've got some, some strong ones. Um, this past Monday was national bourbon day. And so that is what I am celebrating. I have got bourbon and lemonade because I just wanted a little refreshing twist. Cause it's yeah. getting into summertime and it's hot outside. So got myself a little bourbon lemonade. Um, I should have, I feel like I should have a Southern accent and a fan and I know I you know. almost went there. I know. Like, I, 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 felt, I felt the twang going on. I couldn't even <laughs> stop it. <laughs> uh, um, so yes, yeah, so I've got a little bourbon lemonade cocktail here. Um, and then, uh, at the end of the week on June 19th, it is national gin day or national martini day. Sorry. I'm saying martini, gin because yeah. we are just talking, talking about uh, before gin, the yeah. show about how you should be celebrating national martini day. Yeah. I'm so sad. For whatever you- reason, I know I, um, for whatever reason, Bourbon Day stuck in my head when I checked the mm-hmm. list here. And so I was looking through and sure enough, I don't have any bourbon. Of all the whiskey we have, I don't have any bourbon. So, <laughs> um, but I could have made a martini. Absolutely. So. Yeah. yeah our bond um, guy, not, not taking the chance to uh, mm-hmm. celebrate Martini Day. Oof. Yeah. It's wrong. Well, it's wrong. It is me. wrong. It's wrong. Um. <laughs> No, what are you celebrating with? So, I mean, I am drinking a drink that contains an ingredient uh, in most martinis, and that's, or a lot of many ways, and that's vodka. Um, So, I have a drink that I just made quick that's, um, there's this vodka called Local, spelled with a K. It's from Minnesota here. And so, and this one, I believe, is made with corn. So, um, just not the normal, like potatoes or wheat or anything like that. So, um, got that that's in here. Plus I found this British, um, elderflower liqueur, Mm. um, chase called chase elderflower liqueur. And so that's in here. And then a little bit of fresh mint and topped up with a sparkling, orange mango like water Ooh, like that sounds so. great yeah it's it's refreshing i was mm-hmm. like i didn't know what the liqueur is sweeter than expected so i didn't need to add really any any sweetness that was already there and then um i didn't want to add too much or i figured i'd lose the elderflower that mm-hmm. would go away quick so right. yeah but yeah it's it's refreshing. Do you have a so. name for your little cocktail creation? No, I didn't think of one. Um, <laughs> Next I, time. You know, I don't know what. Yeah, elderflower. Um, hmm. Maybe uh, maybe maybe we'll think of one throughout the show, or um, someone pops in the chat. You can let me know what uh, <laughs> what it should be. So Mike's got Mike's got ideas. I know, right? He's got. It's <laughs> called the uh, like. Don't drink so much alcohol. <laughs> drink. Stop yeah. it, John. Be healthier. Drink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So yeah, as you had mentioned, we have Netflix's Geeked Week 
kind mm-hmm. of kicking off summer games fest um sort of i don't know how that relationship actually went but um yeah, yeah netflix sort of spent a lot of time talking about their nerdy things that were in the works mm-hmm. um what'd you all learn yeah. from this event or what'd you think yeah of it? it was it was kind of a mix of a few things that we had already known before um and then a few new announcements so i mean kind of actually you know very typical of many of the gaming showcases that we saw you know it's uh, it's a mm-hmm. recap of some things but then you know you do get some new announcements um for example you know a recap was shadow and bone is renewed for season two we did already know that but it's still exciting to have you know an announcement confirming that anyway and and seeing some of the cast members who are for sure coming back um you know not not just like our main trio but you know like the crows are coming back and um nina and matthias or matthias i'm not sure which way he says his name but they're coming back as well so that was just kind of fun um to know but then also we did get um bigger newer casting announcements for shows like stranger things season four we got introduced to three new characters who are going to be joining um everybody in hawkins this next season that's upcoming so that Mm. was fun to see you know kind of get like a brief description of some of them, um, you know, there some of the character descriptions clearly alluded to things in school, so we know that it's you know still going to be like a school-focused drama, which it kind of hasn't been as much this past sure. season. So it kind of tells you like a little bit about like the direction the show is going. So yeah, so that was it was fun um, to get that mix of new and old. I was particularly interested in not only the Stranger Things announcement, like, of course, the rest of the world, um, but announcements of newer shows. Um, like, obviously, we learned that we're getting uh, not more Castlevania, unfortunately, but we're getting a spinoff of Castlevania, um, which is going to focus on... Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, if anybody has not finished Castlevania Season 4, uh, sci well, well, just say... Okay, all right, he's got spoilers. He's got spoilers. <laughs> well I'll, i'm safe I'll, right well you could just say that it's richter the show is richter focusing Belmont. on richter yes okay. yes yes all right so. thank you alan for covering me <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate yeah, that i think that's cool they got the richter richter belmont uh i mean so people are you know bummed hey we're done with castlevania and i thought they'd be moving on to the devil may cry or something completely different, but yeah, it's cool that we're getting some more in a different time period in the mm-hmm. same universe. Um, right. And I and hope I'm, that, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I hope it, it's a good show. I hope, you know, they've got some great ideas for it. I'm interested, you know, I thought Castlevania per our discussion wrapped up really well. So I'm not, you know, while I, I would have watched more, absolutely, I'm not terribly sad to leave these characters because I feel yeah. like, you know, we left them in a good place. So I'm I'm cool to transfer now to, you know, new characters if we get the same great writing and the same, like, great story arc plans yep. that we saw in Castlevania. Well, I mean, this first 
series really gave a confidence that they have a story to tell that mm -hmm. they know they want to tell. So it's not this never ending thing or whatever. So yeah, I'm confident that if they're doing this other series in the Castlevania mm -hmm. world, that they know the story they want to tell. Right. You know? Right. And it's not just like let's figure out something else to work on and like make it happen. That instead they're like, no, this is the next phase we wanna we want to we want to talk about. So right. Yeah, I'm excited about it. So I think it's gonna be excellent. I'm yeah. I'm trust. I'm, I'm putting some faith and trust in here, but I think it's well founded. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they've earned it at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I missed a lot of this stuff. I did see, you know, a little recap of some things, some highlight reels or whatever. And I did see quite a bit of anime. I, I noted in particular, yes. it seems like Netflix day. is getting a Gundam. Yes, so, mm -hmm. they are. Um, that's pretty cool. I, I've been in and out of Gundam for, so I definitely couldn't call myself, uh, fans wouldn't consider me a fan. <laughs> Because there's only like uh, one, only like two series I've ever watched, um, like in earnest, out of the many, many years and many series of Gundam. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm always excited to see what the next one is. Maybe I, maybe I'll like it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they uh, Netflix had a whole slate of you know animated or anime related. Uh, you know, series that they that they were talking about. They had a whole day, like I was saying earlier. You know, kind of when you were talking about how popular like manga and anime are right now versus like sort of Western focused superheroes. Netflix had a whole day where they were like, "We're just gonna talk about you know everything anime and manga related that we're building at Netflix right now." Um, Yep. And uh, I just I think that goes to show like how invested they are and how much they understand the content that people want. Yep. So I was I was really excited about a lot of the the announcements in that arena. Um, I think probably cautiously. Um, Cowboy Bebop, even though I know it's going to be live action, I'm I'm cautiously excited about it because. I do have to say, I totally love John Cho. He is just like, like, ugh, my heart. I love that man. Because um, I think he does, he, I think he does like everything well. Even though I'm like terrible, I'm also just like, I want to support him. So I'm going to watch it. Um, but something I think less controversial um, that I'm also excited for is Zack Snyder's Twilight of the Gods the voice cast announcement that they had is just like full of some of my favorite people. Hmm. Oh no. Like, oh, we lost Alan me? said he lost you for a second. I can hear you. Um, okay. I don't know what part. <laughs> John, exactly. like, I wish I, I wish I couldn't hear you as you talk no, about how you're going to watch Cowboy Bebop. Bebop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do difficult. it. Yeah. It's a difficult thing. I mean, I, I don't know if you were I don't know if you were there at this con, but one of your friends or someone you knew from college was running the panel um, about Ben. who was that? Was it Ben? I think so. 
saying the yeah. best composer is Yoko Kano. That was the whole idea of the of the panel, yeah, like the greatest just, composer of all time. Yeah, they just announced yes. he's going to be composing for Cowboy Bebop. She, so yes. Um, Did I say he? I think so. And then I cut there. Maybe he kind of cut there. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah. So she's going to be there. So I don't know. I, I mean, I'm going to have to hear that. But it's like, I don't. I just don't want it messed with. Just leave it yeah. alone. But but I'll have to see, you know, because look, if it's if it's great, then fine. I'll have to give them, you know, credit for trying and making something awesome. I just, I just have, yeah. have no confidence at this point. So, and there's, yeah. there's nothing they could do to give me confidence. It's not like on them. No, yeah. It's not like on the cast. Like there's nothing you can do. The The well, biggest thing they've got is no that Yoko Kano's doing the music. That's the biggest thing. It's like, there's okay. nothing they could do except release it. And you can see yes. what you think. Yes. Mm -hmm. There's, n there's no yeah. like pre- show announcement that could make you be like all right this is going to be great it's yep. just you have to see right i get that i mean of of anime to be adapted into live action it, it kind of it kind of calls back to our episode a couple weeks ago with our animator friend dustin you know mm, when we were yeah. talking a little bit about the the value of animation um i do have to say that kawi bebop is a more grounded show than a lot mm -hmm. of things that maybe they uh, people try to adapt to live action. So mm -hmm. if you're looking through a list of things, I can understand why Kawi Bebop would be appealing right. to try to adapt for sure. Seems more possible. So, yeah. Yes. So. But yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Other than so, that, like I said, I am, I am super pumped mostly about, um, Twilight of the Gods. It's going to be awesome. Like, uh, Lauren Cohan is voicing a character. Um, you obviously Walking Dead. Um, oh my gosh, I can't say his name. Um, but it's Torvald from, uh, um, oh, Christopher, is it Christopher Keeview? I don't know. I don't remember, but it's, uh, um, from Game of Thrones, the redhead, the redheaded wildling. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. The the Wind and um, Rewards Wizard. Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you are correct, sir. <laughs> um, and then um, John Noble is also going to be a voice thing in it, and he, he is Denethor from Lord of the Rings, Boromir oh, okay. and Faramir's dad, and he nice. is excellent. So yeah, so just like a fun cast. Oh, and um, speaking of our show a couple weeks ago, or yeah, last week with uh, Pete, um, John St uh, Peter Stormare is also going to be a voice actor. Cause we were talking oh, about the, nice. Yeah. Nice, yeah. We were talking about the Big Lebowski. Yeah. So yeah, so just the, like uh, a fun cast in there. And I was mm -hmm. very excited about it. Sure. All right. Well, um, on to the... The onslaught of gaming news, um, I'll just throw it out there on top right now that uh, because maybe you're interested in going out and doing this is active. Uh, there's 
demos available, 40 plus demos available right now yes. um, that are like early demos uh, for Xbox. Yep. And so it's kind of like the gaming convention I talk about where indie developers come out and show you their their in-progress game, um, let you sample it. That's kind of what this is too. So it's not a demo in the sense that the demo, here here's a version of the finished game for you to test out. This is your early builds. Um, yeah. but yeah, there's over 40 of them. You can go and, and take a look at some, some bigger games of note too, that, uh, I was interested in for sure. Like, um, like Sable and Tunic, mm -hmm. I believe are on this list. So yeah, get out there and try them. <laughs> so well, last year, a way to know what you're going to be excited about. Yeah. Um, last year we. Uh, things were all odd. So we had uh, Jeff Keeley filling in and doing some summer game stuff. He started his own kind of thing that stretched out through the summer and different sites kind of did their own thing as well. Um, all that. Well, this year was odd again because E3 is doing their event virtually, but normally they have Jeff Keeley at E3 hosting, like he's right. like their guy, you know? And so it makes sense why last year he did his own thing. But now like, instead of working together, they didn't, they're separate again. So we sort of have two gaming events competing, happening at the same time sort of thing. Um, so, but this basically Keely kicked things off first. So he's mm -hmm. kind of part of the the Netflix Geeked Week thing and then did his Summer Game Fest opening show, which I think was probably the, you know, when we look at showcases, it really was like this one, the Xbox one, and the Nintendo one. Those were kind of the big yeah. ones, and everything else was pretty small in comparison, mm -hmm. um, it seemed. So um, getting into Summer Games Fest, what did you... What did you think of the the whole deal? Did you get to watch it all or um, some some breakdowns or find some games in there that you're interested in or? Yeah. So I know it's I like did... three questions in one, but <laughs> I'll try. I'll try to take them one at a time. Um, so I did get I did get to watch all of it, though, not continuously. Just it was one of the longer showcases. So. You know, I did have to to break away at a couple moments during during the live uh, stream, um, but I thought that it kicked off well. It kicked off like high energy. It really kicked off with a game that excited me, um, which was Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, and it was just like a fun opening. You know, a good. I thought it was a it was a good strategy for opening. You know, like. Not only is it um, colorful, is it action-packed, you know, is it high energy, but you've really got some big names attached to this game, which I really was kind of funny as I, you know, as I went through all of the the week in each gaming showcase and I was really thinking about, you know, the games that were presented there were really a lot of high profile like Hollywood actors attached to games 
in it in just like a larger way that I hadn't felt before. And maybe mm. maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just my sense, but it really sort of made me feel like, you know, gaming I I know that, you know, stars have been attached to games before and have done voice acting for games, but I just really feel like it's almost like the next thing that a lot of stars are going to be doing is games. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. like, we saw like a slew of um, movie stars kind of shift to TV when it felt like there's like this new golden age of TV and like all these big names were attached to TV projects, whereas before like TV was kind of like the ugly cousin of movies. Now I really right. feel like they're sort of like shifting that same mindset into games. Yep. And it just like felt that way right from the beginning with this game that's being shown I think on that, screen for our, for our viewing audience. I think that Hollywood will be the last to admit that. They're kind of going to trail behind that. But I think that others, the people recognize that's mm -hmm. the case. Like they're not seeing television or games as lesser than. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and yeah, good on some for seeing that and getting out you know ahead of the curve trying to get your uh um your voice acting chops you know yeah practiced up because that's a different a different skill you know mm -hmm. and um so yeah i think it's definitely only the beginning you know seeing someone like keanu reeves the other year on stage for xbox you know and stuff mm -hmm. like it's it's only gonna sometimes it's weird sometimes vin diesel's out there and oh. they're showing showing oh, a fast cringe. and furious game wherever that looks so bad cringe. that happens too oh. yeah but we, uh, we can definitely talk more about that but yeah i just i felt like there were a lot of you know actor appearances during these showcases um you know like norman reedus james mcavoy daisy ridley um, I, who I know are both from the same game, but still, um, yep. yeah, it just, it just felt like this, this is just becoming more and more of a thing. And I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I've not played, uh, much of Borderlands. You're the Borderlands mm -hmm. player. So I'm not <laughs> particularly interested in Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, but it's could be good. Um, there were certainly some other games that I was, uh, that caught my attention. It was, I mm -hmm. thought it was a, it was a good showcase. There's plenty of things I didn't yeah. care about, but that were still quality that I'm sure someone else cared about. Um, right. the, the Anacrusis is a game coming mm -hmm. to game pass day one that I am very interested in. It's sort of a left for dead style game, but looks a little seventies and it's on like a spaceship or something. Yeah. Um, so very different kind of vibe and. It was the first game we saw that's really kicking off, uh, I think, a Left 4 Dead style mm -hmm. um, trend. You know, yep. uh, I think there's going to be a lot of games kind of in this this vein of play together with, you know, up to three of your friends as a group with different yes. differing abilities. I mean, it's not like this is new, but I just think that there's it seems like there's a resurgence here of that kind of yeah. game. Yeah, little renaissance. Yeah, well, fans have been wanting a Left 4 Dead 3 for years, and mm -hmm. Valve just doesn't give it to them. Valve just yeah. doesn't care. Um, so some of the people that um, 
that made Left 4 Dead are doing Back for Blood, which is another game they show yeah. later. And it's not, this is like, this is literally the, the ripoff. This is literally Left 4 Dead 3, uh, but they can't call it that. Right. And um, so, yeah, well, when Valve yeah. won't deliver, someone else will do Back it for him. So. For Blood, Left yeah. 4 Dead. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know what you're doing. <laughs> yep. Um, yes. <laughs> So, um, back for blood, we did, we'd already heard about, but you know, mm -hmm. same with monster hunter stories. We, we'd heard, as you'd mentioned earlier, a lot of these things we had heard of or seen, maybe we got a little more, um, tunic was a big one. Uh, yeah. I'm very excited. It looks like for people that breath of the wild was to remove for them, um, uh, from Zelda, what they're used to it being or people that just grew tired of most of the Zelda games coming out that get the attention being 3D ones. Um, we're getting another company making basically a Zelda game, a classic Zelda game, isometric. They call it Tunic. He's wearing a tunic like Link would be wearing. Yeah. Um, so you get to play a little, you're a little cute fox guy. So yeah, I'm ready to try this one for sure too. Yeah. Um, and then the other, well, okay. There's, so there's two games for me yet that stood out in this. One is Tribes of Midgard coming yeah. out in July. And I am excited about that because it looked like just the kind of game that a group of friends and I like to play together. So hopefully that will be a game we, we play. Um, and, then, and then Elden Ring. Do you want to hear yeah. the, the rumor, the rumor drama about, about Elden Ring? This is the, this is, okay. This is the rumor <laughs> drama. The rumor was that Microsoft had paid to get Elden Ring on their show. They wanted okay. to have, you know, so be a promotional deal there. Hey, we're giving you money. We want to showcase, reveal your first big big trailer that features gameplay on right. our stage. And that was apparently a done deal. And then Sony came to him and said, Oh, really? You want to be on Microsoft stage? Are you sure mm -hmm. you want to be on Microsoft stage? Do you like working with Sony? Do you like your games being on Sony platforms mm -hmm. and kind of like strong arm them? And so then Jeff Keighley got it and I sent it over to Jeff Keighley, the neutral wow. party. Um, and so Jeff Keighley got it for his, his, uh, his, the ending of his showcase. That's rumor. It's not for sure, but that's, what's been going around. So, okay. Okay. Well, yeah. true or not, Jeff, uh, Jeff Keighley was definitely the benefactor. Yes. Here. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. this is what a way to close out the show. It's something that everybody's been waiting so long to get a get a peek at and get to see and get to see more of. And um, yeah, <laughs> I don't mm -hmm. I don't like I said, true or not, like everybody, I, I mean, you know, you, you should never really look at the comments in like a gaming showcase because my God, um, but Everybody, I just remember when 
the closing hit and and Elden Ring dropped and it was just like everybody was just losing their minds. Like <laughs> like cuz cuz the yeah. whole chat was just like we're not going to get Elden Ring, we're not going to get Elden Ring, we're not getting anything like meh. And then it hit and it was just like oh my god, it's here. <laughs> <laughs> So, I was, yeah, uh, so good yeah. for Jeff Keeley. I mean, whatever yeah. way that worked out to benefit him, it really did. Yep. I was telling um, Alan the other day, producer Alan, that um, I'm looking for the game that is the in the Soulsborne style that mm-hmm. really gets me into it. You know, for instance, Ashley never liked turn-based games. She just sure. didn't like that kind of is that that's boring and stupid then she played persona 5 and now she loves turn-based games she plays tons of them like very deep oh and like basically tactics kind of games she never would have touched these things but persona 5 was so cool such pizzazz and style that it like that got her into it Mm -hmm. and now it's open the floodgates. So I'm I'm waiting for that game that is so cool that I just can't not play, even though I suck at it. And like I'll just work at it enough to get good. And then that will start translating to these other games. And I can experience this kind of game that so many people sure. freak the F out about. So <laughs> I'm hoping that's Elden Ring. That's that's my hope. With all the hype surrounding it, I mean, I I hope it is too. I hope it is for everybody mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it, yeah, I just can't imagine how disappointing it's going to be if this game is disappointing. Right. Yep. So uh, coming next year, I believe. I don't know if I saw at the end of the trailer there, but yeah, yeah I think it's uh, early next year. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, just, yeah, just half a year away, just a little six month jump and then we're there yep yep um so yeah that was that was summer games fest opening from from jeff Keeley, and i think it was pretty good i mean ultimately um not too bad i i think i'd give it like a um i don't know somewhere in the b category you know yeah maybe b minus or something like that b minus yeah yep yeah um we also then went on to i believe it's the same day we had a few other events um and we have to go into them in detail but there was because there's just so many there's day of the devs tribeca games spotlight um koch primetime or kutch catch yeah like Literally, people said it multiple different ways within it. I and I've never that. heard of this company. I don't know what's <laughs> going on with it. It's I I I just don't have comments on Coach Primetime really until <laughs> I know more what they are. You know, we get these games sometimes that appear from nowhere that look mm-hmm. impressive or something. And then yep. you like never hear about them. Yep. They just seem to go away or they never come out in the west or i don't know there's right. there's so i don't know we'll see what happens there i think out of the blue for me mm-hmm. so um yeah. and then the ubisoft event and the devolver digital event so a lot yeah um, yeah big big couple of days 
Um, I do have to say before we close out, you know, Summer Game Fest, um, I I I saw I saw some games that I was interested in, but I also saw some games that I'm a little disappointed in. Um oh. because I felt like I saw a slew of games based on shows or movies. And I'm not really a fan of like this reverse, you know, mm. engineered. Like, you know, I I love a lot of shows that have been, you know, coming out of streaming companies that have been based on games. Um, and again, Netflix had like a whole day this week during Geek Week when they talked about, you know, all the, the series that they're planning to develop from video games. Excited about it. But I'm not excited about the opposite. Like we saw a Stranger Things game. We saw a Fast and Furious game, both of which I was just like, these these do nothing for me. Like these, yep. you know, don't add anything. There's no like interesting story. It's just like, hey, did you like the TV show? Basically, you could like play through the TV show like it's a game now. It's like, why? I already watched the TV show and it was so good. Like, yep. why are you trying to ruin this? <laughs> so, yep. but then I, but then like I put him in the notes, I confused myself because I saw the trailer for the Evil Dead game and was like, this looks so much fun. Like, great job, whoever thought of this. This is amazing. <laughs> and, I do, and I don't know if it's because um, the trailers for Stranger Things and Fast and Furious were like serious. They were trying to be like, oh, this is going to be, you know, epic and cool. And like, look at this, like, dramatic gameplay we're showing you. It's kind of the same thing I felt like with uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy. They were trying to be like, too, like, this is so cool. Like, look at how cool this is. Where Evil Dead just, like, was funny and natural and like, whatever. Like, we're just going to throw mm -hmm. stuff out there. Take it or leave it. Like, we think it's awesome. So I don't know. I felt like there was something different there where like the Evil Dead game just felt to me like somebody created it out of joy and like the others were more like like let's let's see, you know, if we can get fans to like buy this thing or like, you know. Yeah. I don't know. There was just something missing. Yeah. They they fell very no. flat for me. That's I mean, that's the completely the reason why usually games or movies that are made into games and games that are made into movies don't work out is because historically they've just been cash grabs. Yeah. The, whoever owns the IP sees an opportunity to use the IP, the name recognition that IP has to sell it in another medium. They know that regardless of quality, it's going to, um, it's going to sell enough copies to make a profit. You know, yeah. that's the the bet that the bet they're taking. And so it's not that saying that the people making the games aren't trying or they're not talented or anything like that. Right. But whoever is setting it up is setting them up to fail. You know, mm -hmm. it's uh, and so it's a lot it just comes across as half hearted. Um, and, you know, when things are when when they're serious, when they're trying something different. Um, you know, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is a good example. It's a it's a new story in the Star Wars universe that's canon that has like interesting game mechanics. It's new characters like the whole shebang. It's it has the production value. It's not right. a retelling of something. It's not a right. low budget something. It's like a legit hey legit studio take this thing 
do what you want with it, be creative. And I mean, it shows, you can tell. And, mm -hmm. uh, and then you can tell when it's, when it's not. So yeah. Yeah. And I think it was really transparent here in these couple of games. So yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. Not, not, uh, being a trend because I feel like it, I feel like that is ending more. There was definitely an era probably in the nineties or the thousands where it's just constantly trying to make yes. these adaptations one way or another. And they're not memorable for a reason. So, mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. Um, do, 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 do. I, I want to call out in the Tribeca game spotlight, the yeah. 12 minutes, um, trailer, which that We've heard about for a long time. It's got the the big actors, like you're saying. It's very unique looking. I uh, it's coming to Game Pass day one. I think I'm mm -hmm. I'm all there for it. I'm ready to play. Yes. I think it was shown a couple times during the week here yeah. at various places. So it's just time for the game to to drop. They can't really show more or do gameplay because it's a very story specific mystery right. thing. I don't want to see anymore. Mm -hmm. Just uh, I ready do for it like, to drop. Yeah, I do like this whole like Groundhog Day premise of you know, and I don't. I don't think I'm like really spoiling anything here. I mean, if you've seen any trailer, like you get what it is. Um, yep. But yeah, this whole like Groundhog Day premise of like reliving and reliving and reliving, and I think that is also something a, a framing concept that is really popular right now. And yep. I think it's I think mm -hmm. it's a cool idea to bring it back in a game. So, sure. Yeah, a very a very cool concept, very different than I think than I even though I say it's a popular concept right now, I think it's a popular concept in like shows and movies and not so much in gaming. So I'm like interested to see how that will work in a game. And I think that's I mean, it's scary. coming to gaming. We have this one and then we're going to have Death Loop and then right. uh right. and then Returnal is out now too so it's um picking it's, up it, too, yeah yeah it is interesting how these things go in waves like that that's mm -hmm. very it's very interesting how that happens um i'm sure there's been studies done on on the whole thing like you know why we have when we're going to have a end of the world catastrophe movie or whatever we have three of them that come out yeah. within the same year you know um and it's not because they were like coordinating on it you know, sometimes it's someone heard about someone doing a script about this kind of thing. And mm -hmm. so some other studio wants a response. But often these things are written years in advance, not with any sort of communication with someone else. And yet the same kind of premise is developed. So there must be something in society, something in the news, right. something that's happening that universally triggers something. It's like me making sourdough, right? Right. With no, with no outside context. No idea, yeah, it, until, yeah, until that, I you told know. you. <laughs> so, you know, me being apparently a, you know, foolish sheep just like <laughs> walked right into the pen of sourdough. Um, Unintentional you know. sheep, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you well, were there in the sheep pen isn't with the rest aware. of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sheep is, a sheep isn't aware. So. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> um, let's see. Then there, yeah, the Ubisoft Forward event. Um, 
I mean, I think for a for a, like developer publisher, um, their event was was pretty what you might expect. You know, we yeah. got to see a little bit of a little bit of a few different things. You know, touch on Assassin's Creed, Far Cry Six again. Nothing real new. I guess mm-hmm. the big one was kind of Mario and Rabbids having a sequel there. Yeah. Um, so that's good. Um, yeah. But like, you didn't. You don't need to be sold on Far Cry anymore. You already bought in. I yeah. I really don't like. I I was really interested. Not only obviously, I think Far. I think I'll start probably with Far Cry Six, especially because. Um, these games aren't interrelated, so there's no need to like carry on a storyline throughout like the Far Cry, um, you know, series. But I just I mm. thought it was really cool that in addition to showing again uh, what we're going to expect for Far Cry Six, um, that they're making you know if you buy the season pass of Far for Far Cry Six, you're also going to get like all the Far Cry games. And yeah, like. I mean, it's not that much more money and to get access to a lot of back content, like, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you? I don't know. Sure. I just feel like, yeah. you know, it, it's it's a good idea to kind of bring old content back. Yeah, it's interesting because there's been a rumor that uh, Ubisoft will be bringing their service to Game Pass, just like EA did with EA Origin. Sure. Um and that didn't, that has not happened. Um, and I wonder if they, if it was a last minute pivot or if, mm-hmm. or what exactly, because yeah, doing this sort of season pass thing seems like, well, we're just gonna, you know, we'll stick to doing this kind of thing ourselves. We think we can make mm-hmm. this work or whatever um, mm-hmm. instead. But uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, why not? If you, you know, six definitely seems like the one that, you'd be most interested in, you know, it's got your favorite actor in there or one Mm -hmm. of them. So yeah, why not? Yeah. Well, and Mm. I mean, if you like it, then, I mean, you're taking a little bit of a gamble, but if you like it, then you're really getting, you know, six games for the price of two brand new games. Sure. Yep. I mean, that's, that to me is a steal. So, and, and I think they did a good job here of, reminding people who've maybe played Far Cry games before of like, like they were talking about the great villains that are, Mm. that are in the Far Cry Mm -hmm. games. And they did a great job of like bringing that back around and like, you know, maybe reminding people who've played it before, like how cool this is, but then introducing people who haven't, um, to some pretty cool looking villains and some pretty like badass looking characters. Um, Yeah. They're always kind of those far out bond villain kind of, Larger than yeah. life things. Yeah. But like they they didn't feel to me like silly or over the top. They felt like like larger than life, but like still in a like I'm invested, like this is cool way. Hmm. I can't speak too much on it, I guess. Like I say, I've not really yeah. I've followed Far Cry, but I've not played it. So Yeah, I haven't played it either, but I just think it was a it was a well put out uh, bit for Far Cry, not only for mm-hmm. Far Cry Six, but the whole series. Yep. So yeah, that was the Ubisoft event. I liked that uh, they're just they didn't just announce another Assassin's Creed that mm-hmm. they're having the 
continuing to support um, yeah. the one that's already out, support Valheim or Valhalla, Valheim, mm -hmm. Valhalla. Um, so that's good. Doing their history tour mode and stuff. I always like that. Uh, I know they had that w some sort of thing like that with um, um, the Assassin's Creed Origins when I played. You yeah. could have a special mode where you go and tour the pyramids and such. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing I like about Assassin's Creed the most. Like, I'm just not an Ubisoft gamer. I just don't like the way that their characters move and the look and it just the whole thing. But I mm -hmm. really appreciate the detail and intricacy that they put into recreating uh, different cities and some of that. So, yes. yes. At their historical moment. Yep. Yep. Yeah. They, they really invest a lot in that. And I think that that's really um, something I would, I would praise them for. That's a, a big kudos to them for doing that. Yep. Yep. So um, also, the digital. Oh, go ahead. So I was going to say, we did also like get a, like a funny kind of sneak peek into like video content that Ubisoft is behind yeah well. i just yeah. wanted to like mention that just because i thought it was really interesting it was sort of it was sort of like tacked in there weirdly mm -hmm. um but like i would go see werewolves within like that it looks the funny that they promote it. it looks yeah. very funny no i like i it yeah yeah it's kind of out I, of nowhere for me but uh it really was like i was not expecting that and then it kind of snuck in there and i was like okay like yeah intrigued intrigued tell me more so yeah depending on what streaming platforms it's going to be running on because i think they said uh uh it'll be in theaters but then on demand on a streaming platform even though i didn't say who um i'd go see it yeah and then ashley and i always notice that at the end of every episode of mythic quest it says ubisoft mm -hmm. yes yep so it's, yeah, uh, it's something I something I forgot. Like they they've already ventured into this territory and done a good job. Yeah. Um. So now they're they're building on that, which good on them because I bet I like they I, I bet they go to Ubisoft for like an like animations because in the in the show Mythic Quest sure. they're playing you know the company is making video games and they show mm -hmm. these cinematics and stuff. I, I I bet some team at Ubisoft does that. So. How fun would that be? Yeah. Just like make make a fake you know frame for a game, you know mm -hmm. like whatever whatever you want it to be, whatever game you think would just be fun. You don't have to create the whole thing. You just have to create like a little short, you know. Like yep, that would be fun. They probably are in the background building all kinds of lore around it, anyways. You know. Right, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Just can't help be, themselves. That, that would actually be really cool if uh, that team building those those frames and building like those kind of little shorts would eventually take that and make that into a, like a full game and be like, yeah, you saw it first on Mythic Quest, yeah. but now it's like mm -hmm. actually happening. Mm -hmm. That'd be fun. And then we had the Devolver Digital event, which is mm -hmm. so weird. It's just so weird. I mean, it belong. They should just play it on Adult Swim. Uh, they just that's where it belongs or something. Um, 
but they have good games to show off and it's just it, it, it's just intercut with these really weird i don't know like supposed to be self um uh i don't know really self-aware kind of commentary or whatever it's i don't know it's very strange i don't recommend sitting through all of it i don't know it's too much <laughs> I but, did not, um, so I'm I'm glad to hear like me skipping okay. this was just fine. <laughs> I mean, you tune in the very first moments and you'll understand like what the hell is this? All right. Um, Trek to Yomi is a game though that looks really cool. It's a side-scrolling black and white samurai game, okay. so I'm pumped for that. I shared that with our guest Dustin um, from a couple weeks ago. I know he'll be yeah. interest, interested in that. Absolutely. Phantom Abyss is a game a game they showed earlier. We'd seen at a different event. Um looks kind of cool. It's about like escaping tombs. I think you swing around with a whip and stuff or something. Um and then Death's Door was one that I think they showed last year as well. Uh-huh. Um Alice's Pitfall. Yeah, it's kind of kind of like Pitfall, yeah. Um Death's Door is a game where you play a crow. You get to play a crow and you go through these different dungeons and stuff and it's uh i don't know just it looks like a lot of fun looks like it's got a kind of a unique style and sense of humor to um which which a game like this needs you know in a category that's pretty full you know there's a lot of sort of either metroidvania or roguelike games um or somewhere in the middle uh these days and so you need something to stand out and i think this one looks pretty unique so so yeah that was, uh, I forget if that was over the course of one or two days, but it, it was a bunch and <laughs> I, I couldn't possibly watch quite all of it, but yeah. Yeah. So, um, unless there's anything else you have want to say about those events, I wanted to get into the Xbox, uh, mm-hmm. slash Bethesda event. Um, yeah. so that was on Sunday and mm-hmm. it was i would say for my general impressions it was a fast well-paced show and they showed yes. quite a bit yes like there was minimal talking there was no delay production mm-hmm. value was nice they mm-hmm. brought out some people on a stage you know and their pre-recorded thing to um just talk a bit I even liked like they did some talking beforehand in a fan fest online video. They talked to some people that was that was good as well. Um, yeah. But uh, they kicked the show off with Starfield. Todd Howard um, is behind Starfield and worked at Bethesda is um, it, that's kind of his baby. And so that's how they started things out, mm-hmm. which was a pretty, uh, pretty big deal. And so yeah. for anyone, I see you put it in the notes too. anyone that was wondering for sure, mm-hmm. you know, they nailed it down. It's uh, an exclusive to yep. the Xbox uh, platform. Mm-hmm. Any, well, any anything that has Game Pass will play it or Xbox PC. So, right, right. Yep. Yeah, I think this is this is a smart exclusive. Yep. I think this is a, a draw exclusive. Yep. And they wanted to show this because they were showing what was supposed to be in engine graphics. That was the idea, yes. you know, um, 
we still don't know gameplay we don't know store mm -hmm. you know we don't know much still mm -hmm. but we're a little more than a year off so we got a release date yep um so i, I i'm okay with what we have now and then them being silent on it till like next year yeah you know, next e 3 or something you know then give it to us right um, yeah don't don't ruin it now by like repeating it too much this yep. looks great excited whetted my appetite like just go focus on making the game yep yep um what else oh let me tell you the root while the trailer is going here quick um if yeah. you're watching let me tell you the other rumor that's been going yeah. around Get the, the rumor is yeah, that tom cruise may be the star of this game really like in his his like like likeness mo capped mm -hmm. and as one of the main characters of this game so probably not not who you play i'm guessing who you play is your creation you know i'm guessing sure. it'll be yeah. uh like skyrim or something like that you'll create your own you'll see yourself in the game or wherever you want to play and um but yeah i don't know if it is it is one of the biggest kept secrets because you know like um we'll see i don't know you know how the, you know how rumors work on the internet these days they spread like wildfire right. and it's you know going to be based on basically nothing but right yeah um, one person has it on their blog somewhere like one person yeah. tweets it out and right. suddenly it's like everybody's like oh my so, god did you hear yeah so i'm doing my share in spreading <laughs> essentially right. circulated around <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> so um what else did you see from this event that you liked or didn't like? Yeah. So a couple of games that I was very interested in, um, sidestepping the repeat of 12 minutes, because I feel like we've already talked about that enough. Um, mm -hmm. Docker 2. Looked, Docker, okay, yep. Yeah, like it looked really cool to me. Um, and these like anomalies that you have to watch out for in the game really looked fascinating. Um, I just thought like it was a cool concept. There were there were cool ways to um, find them. Um, and oh, sorry, I was just reading a comment from Alan. Um, yeah, I just I thought the the entire gameplay was intriguing. So Stalker was was definitely one that looked great to me. Mm -hmm. um, and then Contraband was another one that, where the okay. trailer the trailer sold me. Um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's yeah. like loading up, and I was just like, "Yeah, like starting starting the whole the whole production value of the trailer was just like fantastic." So. Yep. Yeah, I um, I I like that. You know, last year we got these teases for the hey, we're working on Fable, hey, Everwild. Um, we're getting a few things and there's not much on. Well, they didn't retread that this year. Mm -hmm. They didn't like go back and show us something when they don't have anything more to show us. So, but we're instead now getting some more teases of upcoming stuff that will, mm -hmm. again, will probably go silent for quite a while. And yeah. that's all right. We just, you know, um, but like what a know, cool way says, to like introduce mm -hmm. like the concepts of this game, you know, co-op yep. open world in these like photos, photo stills, 
of of you know like what it's going to be like yep you know I, my wonder is like so i'd wrote is it an open world co-op uncharted mm -hmm. response you know mm -hmm. is this a going and you know tomb raiding stealing treasure adventuring kind of thing but you know with friends if you want kind of thing it uh it could be cool i mean they're working on um uh an indiana jones game too machine games is so um there might be a couple a couple options here in uncharted like games soon but certainly adding co-op would be would change things up that's, right i don't know that's the vibe i get anyways from from this kind of trailer so yeah well, I think that's that's one of the nice things about a trailer like this is it leaves a lot open to interpretation, giving you giving you some like little tidbits to be like, OK, that's what this, you know, like we said, mm -hmm. co-op open world kind of thing. But also like. A lot still left to the imagination, like what will this be? Well, I mean, the common complaint today is, you know, we want gameplay, give me gaming gameplay, you know, we want gameplay and I, I get that particularly for a game that's coming soon. But when you have a game that's yeah. out of ways, you've got, you know, I still don't think there's anything wrong with, with teasing people with something. I agree. Give them a tease, let them know what you're working on and right. get them excited about something. And that's what I think the event handled well. It was enough of a mix of things that we hadn't seen before that are a ways mm -hmm. out and teases. Things that we had seen before with a little more detail or, you know, yep. hey, this is coming to Game Pass now. Um, mm -hmm. and then things that, you know, are coming pretty soon. So we get a little, you know, we get a firm release date or we get more, a lot more details on it and that kind of thing. So right. it's kind of mixing it up. Yeah. And to, to people who would complain about, you know, give me gameplay, give me gameplay. Like my complaint with that is never like, I need to see gameplay, I only need to see gameplay when you tell me you're going to show me gameplay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to, if you're going to tell me that that's what you're going to do, you cannot give me like 30 seconds of gameplay spliced into pre-recorded footage. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that, that Which to me is gameplay? terrible. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. terrible. Like then mm -hmm. I'm going to be upset with you. If you're, if you're not promising me that, then no, you have no obligation to show me that. And, right. and I think, you know, in some cases, like here, it's better to just kind of like whet the appetite rather than be like, let's give everything away. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, there was a lot more I was interested in. Um, mm -hmm. I am excited that Hades is coming to Game Pass, though. Yeah. Uh, what to Xbox and Game Pass, though I am bummed that it doesn't have the cross save stuff like you could before you could bring your save from the switch to your PC and that kind of thing. So that's a bummer. Um, Halo, they finally, um, they showed again. Everybody was thought was either, um, for, for video watchers, Andrea's trying to fix her light there. So I am just, like, <laughs> <laughs> just slowly um, rolling out of the screen. Just try yeah. not to, not to listen to John. <laughs> Don't care. <laughs> yeah well the big talk was when when is halo when are they going to show halo was it going to be what opens the show was it what's going to be the close right. of the show and it was neither they dropped it in the middle and they kind of just like 
just did a big showing you the multiplayer. You know, they announced that it was yeah. the multiplayer is going to be free to play. And they showed a mm -hmm. lot of kind of classic moments that you'd be looking at. They did do a little bit another story uh cinematic thing. Um which I mean Master Chief is cheating on Cortana. That's all I have to say. <laughs> so um yeah. We'll see. I mean, they have a lot to live up to, but it seems like the reception from what they saw for multiplayer does have mm -hmm. uh, fans excited anyways for that. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, and free to play is the right way to go, mm -hmm. um, I, I think, in this day and age. So if it's good, people will spend time in it and people will spend money in it. They will mm -hmm. buy season passes. They will buy cosmetics. They will, yeah, all the things. They will make up, make their money. If it's good, it's got to be good. So, yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah. pressure's on. Yep. Yep. Between delays so. and anniversaries for Halo, um, it's yep. really got to be something special. So I'm glad people are uh, liking the way it looks. I think it looks good. But mm -hmm. the, the weird thing is, and I'm not the only one to, notice it is no release date yeah so yep. it's coming this year it still tells me that like i don't know there's something that they just are pushing last minute to have happen you know to polish mm -hmm. or whatever and they're gonna take yep. like up to All december time. 31st yes. you know yes. like yep. whatever <laughs> and the uh, very last minute yep yeah right so I'm a little worried about that, but cross my fingers. Yes. Yeah. So. I mean, I feel like, I feel like they feel the pressure too. So yeah. whatever it is, I guess I'm glad that they're, you know, at least in this, in my mind, this is the scenario. They, they want to get it right. They want to do it well because they feel the pressure to do so. So they're going to take as much time as they can to make it yep. the best. So I'm hoping that's the scenario. So see, the thing is that, you know, the odd thing to me is like, at, this is the point that you'd maybe start announcing public betas and stuff, you know, oh, so you yeah. get out there and start stress testing your servers and everything uh, in advance, but mm -hmm. none of that either. So mm -mm. it's a bit concerning. Yeah. And we got, I mean, we had a lot of beta announcements over the course of this week, yep. you know, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, not not Halo though. Um, so I was surprised you put in the comments that you used to play Diablo all the time. Yes, I did. Uh, so um, do you recall which one? Three. Like the first Diablo one? three. Three. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, I had a friend of mine who introduced me to Diablo three. Like he he was very into PC gaming. Um, early on, like. He, I mean, he just was a PC gamer from like a very young age and he was very into it. And I didn't know this until um, like middle school, but yeah, he played Diablo three and that's, that's what I would go over to his house. Don't tell my parents, but I used to like sneak out of my house in the summer and go over to his house and play Diablo three. So that, uh, go to yeah. To a boy's bedroom and play some I devil know. game. I know, I know, my God. Wow. You know, if my parents only knew. How did you a, turn out okay? What kind of a sinner they raised. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was, that was just really fun. Like for me, that was just like a, a couple of, a couple of games kind of sprinkled throughout, um, you know, this entire week in different showcases, just sort of like took me back to my childhood. Um, and Diablo was definitely one of them. So that was fun to nice. see. Cause I, I just hadn't thought about it in such a long time. Yeah. Well, you can get back in on it. It'll be Yay. all remade and awesome. I yes, listened to I, a. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I forgot that like, you know, there's a lot of different things that, you know, I have dipped my toe into and I forgot that like PC gaming used to be a big thing for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when, yeah. when I think of gaming now, I think of my console gaming because that's yep. usually exclusively what I do. But yeah, I used to like my first foray into gaming was kind of PC gaming. So forgot how you how into that yeah. I used to be. Well, we could play it. Yeah. Play it. Yeah, absolutely. I listened to an interview. Um, so the person running the Diablo franchise now is the guy that um, used to run the Gears franchise for a number of oh years. Gears, Gears of War. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Ron Ferguson, I think, is his name. Um, yeah. Um, Rod. Rod Ferguson. And um, he was at the Coalition doing all the Gears of War stuff. And yeah, he left not, not all that long ago. And now he's doing Diablo. And uh, awesome. so, yeah, I listened to an interview with him today. And, you know, he said, oh, you play this game. It really is the, the original game running underneath. It's just like they've given a new coat of paint. Sure. Um, they're owned by um, Activision. So... They went to um, the people that do all the like cinematics for Blizzard games and stuff to like redo exactly, recreate the cutscenes and stuff to make mm -hmm. them all, you know, modernized and impressive. So, awesome. Yeah, should be good. Should be good. Uh, um, there's a number of other things I really liked. Atomic Heart looks like Bioshock. We saw that yep. a little bit before. I'm I'm excited for that. I hope it's hope it's good. Replaced is a very cool looking to me mm -hmm. side scrolling kind of pixel arts, awesome mm -hmm. game. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to to trying that one. Yeah. Um, I think Outer Worlds two yeah. had the best trailer of everything probably because i just loved the sense of humor that was in that sure um i thought that was great um you noted among us are you a, a big among us player i am not no i just know it's like a very of the moment mm. game so it's just like oh right this is this is in there too like kind of kind of slipped in among among newer games they just were like yep see you among us you know sure so, yeah smart, it's just a smart yeah. little addition to to all of this new announcement yep um i might actually i think i might use this new forza game to be my first one to like really try okay. to get back into a racing game sure because my sister and i used to play racing games a lot against each other or whatever um now it's mostly just mario kart it's any sort of racing yeah. game so um it's classic how in, could you not yeah well not, and i'm not into sim racers or whatever so 
the Forza Horizon series is is the way to go. Looks mm-hmm. like they've beautifully recreated lots of parts of Mexico. Yeah, wow. So, like, yeah, like yeah. you noted, Flight Sim and Forza looked beautiful. Yep, just yep. absolutely amazing. Um, and then they closed the show out with Redfall. So I loved that. Yeah, it looks pretty cool, huh? I mean, again, yeah. cinematic to like sell us yep. on the idea of the game, you know, yep. what it's going to be like. So, but uh, yeah, it's made by one of my favorite developers. So under the Bethesda umbrella, Arcane Studios, and mm-hmm. um, this particular Arcane team, they made the first Dishonored, which oh, is incredible. Okay. And yeah. they made Prey, which is in my top best games of all time. So mm-hmm. uh, those are like the two. I love both of them. So I am absolutely in for whenever this comes out and whatever this absolutely. is like. Again, another Left for Dead kind of game, but with vampires and kind of unique yeah. vampires. So look, look yeah. really different. Yeah. Unique vampires, but not um, over the top. You know what I mean? Like they they had like unique characteristics and abilities without feeling. And this was something I felt, um, even though I know the monsters are different, but I felt this with uh, Ubisoft's uh, Rainbow Six Extraction when they were introducing like the different kinds of aliens that you could find in the extraction zone. Hmm. They started off like grounded and believable and, and, you know, okay, like this one can do this and this one is, you know, like... Um, you know, is sensing you here and this one has like an electric shock attack or whatever. And then all of a sudden they were just like multiplying into these like crazy, like it, it, like big bosses kind of thing. And it just felt like so far out there. Redfall to me felt like this is going to be fun. Like the different vampires are just going to be fun to go fight. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of character and style to each of them and stuff yep yep so yeah this this game really excited me as well and i thought the trailer was excellent yeah. probably probably one of mine uh one of my contenders for best of show sure yeah no it's uh kind of i mean people before the show were expecting this vampire game from mm-hmm. arcane but had no idea what form that would take and uh, so I think that it kind of, I mean, for me anyways, it exceeded expectations and what it's, mm-hmm. what it's looking like and kind of, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a fun trailer. Unique characters for sure with it as well. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to be colorful and crazy. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, kind of uh... like a uh, uh, art style of... Um, wonderlands mixed with like the humor and fun of back for blood Mm -hmm. and uh, the fighting style so kind of meshed both of those and i was really interested in that um i was i did note that uh there was no hellblade update no Mm, persona i think maybe persona was coming to game pass no kojima announcement there's talks Mm -hmm. of that uh that xbox is working with kojima that mm-hmm. kind of thing, um, and no specific Halo release date. Those are kind of my right omissions or things that I thought maybe were going to be there, right? Um, but I will say to tack on to this, 
tomorrow, if you're watching this live, tomorrow, Thursday, the yeah. 17th? Yeah. Yes. Thursday, the 17th at noon central time, there's going to be another Xbox event. Um, mm -hmm. This one is going to be, it seems, more about interviews. There's a popular YouTuber podcaster that's hosting this, and it's going to be... Um, I think talking to people from 343 and people from Obsidian and we could get just more details on stuff that's kind of been talked about already, or they could throw in something new. We, we don't know exactly. I think they mentioned they were going to talk to Ninja, Ninja Theory though. They're working on okay. different projects. So that's something that wasn't in the main showcase. So we know there's potential at least for some things that weren't shown in the first event. Um, I think this is good. They didn't stop the flow of this event to do interviews or anything like that, or to do live gameplay segments, they mm -hmm. kept it rolling and it was, it wasn't too long and whatever. And so now we'll have, have a, they had them like the follow-up day, they had um, some more gameplay and talks with uh, Forza people. Then they did a uh, one for the Halo multiplayer. And now tomorrow they're going to do another kind of series of interviews or something. So kind of keeping a little bit of something, from xbox in people's mouth throughout the week yep. so i think it's a good strategy and uh yeah what would you rate the xbox event um i would probably give them like a b plus a minus yep i think i'm right so, in know, there too yeah yep. that that range like I, really good not excellent, but really solid, solid plus. Mm -hmm. I think they needed, I think if they would have had uh, an exact release date or like beta schedule for Halo mm -hmm. and like one other shocking surprise thing, like I say, yeah. like Persona three through five, all coming to Game Pass, you know, right. and right. and we're and they're working on the next one and that's going to become an Xbox, something like that. One more thing, and it right. would have, uh, yeah, push them into like AA plus, yeah, yep, yep. Um, then we had what I would call like the doldrums of the game <laughs> of the gaming week, like it was the midweek drag, <laughs> yeah. We went into Square Enix event, the PC game show, the future game mm -hmm. showcase. Um, we had an event with. Uh, just talking to Verizon for a whole bunch of time. There was a new yeah. console reveal and the indie game showcase and Capcom. And I thought that almost all of these things were duds. Yes. Um, I uh, I didn't watch all of them. The few that I did, I glanced through, although I did try to pay a little bit more attention to Capcom just because I was you know, trying to see if there was anything new or interesting about Res Evil. Um, but yeah, like what downers for like mm -hmm. an exciting start to game week, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Square Enix should have just partnered with other people to put their games on in their presentation. Mm -hmm. You know, they didn't have enough that people were interested in to do their own showcase. So mm -hmm. don't. You know, maybe yeah. let a few people throw a little money your way to get their your game on their stage or don't hold an event and just release some new trailers on YouTube. Just put them exactly. on the website, put, you know, like you can be there. You don't need a, and then you don't have that 
everybody's sitting there judging you or whatever. Yep. Stuff like the PC game show or future game showcase stuff that just seems to linger on and on. Like people aren't going to sit through and watch all of that, you mm -hmm. know, especially indie games are very, are very niche. Like there's a lot of great ones and, but something very specific that you're interested in often. And then a right. whole bunch of other ones you're not. So like, you're going to sit there with this whole thing and watch like, Oh, it, it, you know, I mean, I guess if you want background television, you know, but it's not <laughs> no consideration for pacing then or anything like that. So, yes, yes. Um, I, Verizon being at E3 is just weird. You know, it just seemed like a normal, a corporate, like just a corporate attempt to, you know, hey, we're sponsoring like E3, chill, so yeah. give us stage time to like, you know, try to sell you that why we should be here and why you would care about us. Yeah. Um, no, better, better when you fade into the background. Yeah. Like gr just, great on you for sponsoring, but like, that's it. Just like, be like Verizon's a sponsor fade away. Verizon, you know, sponsored by Verizon 5G, the ultimate gaming experience on the go powered by Verizon, you know, whatever. Right. Right. <laughs> Those little blips in there are more than enough. Yeah. More than enough. Um, <laughs> this new console is going to flop. I would bet yeah. almost everything on it. The Intellivision Amico. Uh, it felt like something straight out of the early 2000s, trying to like capitalize on some sort of Wii gimmick kind of the thing, you know. No one's going to mm -hmm. even know what this is. Um, yeah. No. The and it's, indie... I think it's ridiculously priced for what it is oh i didn't even see what uh i didn't even see what it was Two, i saw the two fifty for the yeah 250 for the like like basic version and then three for an upgraded mm, yeah and i just i think that's too much yeah i mean i'll be surprised if it you know doesn't just i mean maybe, bomb, I mean, maybe you never but, know yeah yep um, I thought I saw all the indie game showcase. It seemed really short. Maybe I missed something because I know everybody was looking for a Silk song. Wasn't there. I was thinking maybe it's time for a new Stardew. But I, then I saw, I think it was outside of this showcase later, just announced, like yeah. other companies should do, just announcing that Starmancer by the creators of Stardew fine. is coming. Yeah. Yeah. Just put out a, just put out a video online, put out a trailer, done. Boom. I'm excited. So, yeah, you know, I mean, this would be the time, you know, people are looking for gaming news online. So yeah. they're still going to find you. So, and yeah, every... don't put the pressure on yourself to like host an, a lame event. Just put your yep. trailer out there and people are going to find it because they're going to be looking for stuff already. Yep. And no matter, you know, it's a third party tile, whatever system it's going to be on, that company will put slap their logo on it and put it on their YouTube page. Mm -hmm. It's the way mm -hmm. it is for all of them, you know, if yep. it's, you know, it's just so. Yeah. Um, and so I saw a few other ones like that, the uh, Gestalt as a game, kind of a Metroidvania that looks kind of cool to me. And then Doki Doki Literature Club Plus coming to the Switch. <laughs> that is a game that everyone should play. OK, it is. Yes, I it do is not an know interesting game. game. But oh man, I, I'm loving the title. Never, never, don't look up much about it. If you're, if okay. you're ever going to consider playing it, 
just buy when it's on sale or, or whatever, you know, I probably can find it not very expensive and um, it's not very long okay. and it's just a great experience and not what you'd expect. And okay. I think that the game, you ruin it if you tell anyone much more about it. So okay. All right. even watching the trailer, I don't like watching the trailer. It's like too much. Just okay. Just so sight unseen, just go in. So yeah, all the dice, do it. Okay, Dat Japanese dating sim, bam, do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you'll be surprised. All right. So <laughs> Alan says, "Yup, that's right." <laughs> it's a, I love it. Yup, with uh, the ellipses afterward. Just mm, yup. <laughs> <laughs> it is one of. It is a very unique game. It is actually a very impactful and thoughtful game. Okay. It's a it's a good one and it's it's short and sweet. So Okay. Yeah. All right. You're selling me. <laughs> free? Uh I don't think it's uh it's free. I don't know where it would be free. Unless it's really on sale somewhere, but yeah. I think you well, can get it for like ten dollars, you know? So Yeah, that's fine. Yeah um capcom they didn't really have any news it just said that hey we are working on new dlc for resident Evil village yeah um which i'm know. excited about although that wasn't really like an announcement mm -hmm. <laughs> you know like not really yep. like interesting yep um i don't know what alan's posting here something oh he found it free it's, it's free on steam on right steam. now whoa Oh Hello. my God! Windows and Mac—it's on Mac too. So whatever wow. you want to play it on. All right. All right. Well, See, you, know. you don't—you don't get the plus. You don't get the like extra, like photo gallery and and some extra storyline stuff. But it doesn't. It always has been. What? Okay. Well, I I I thought I bought it, but if you say it's always been free, then I guess I didn't. Somebody so, duped you, John. <laughs> I'll, I'll take your no. I got it. I got on Steam. Some you, oh, some oh. rando took your money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's sad because I would gladly pay for this game. I would gladly pay for this game. So, um, yeah. Okay. So after the sad stuff ended, um, mm -hmm. Tuesday rolled around and we had the Nintendo event. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the Nintendo event? I thought it was good. I thought, um, for, I mean, they, they didn't have a lot of content that I hadn't seen or heard about before. Right. Um, but it was, it was a well paced event. It was short and sweet, um, with like, little sneak peeks plus you know a little bit more in some cases than we'd gotten before so i thought it was a well done event um probably put it back where like we'd put summer game fest like bb minus category um not quite as good as i thought like the xbox bethesda event was but still solid and still fun to tune into mm -hmm. yeah i don't know that i love the narration always for the nintendo stuff it's mm -hmm. corny, you know? I mean, I get it. It is corny. Um, but it's, it's kind of like... now. I know, I know. I just kind of want the content to be able to speak for itself. 
Sure. And it's like, if it can't speak for itself, then it's not a good enough trailer, you know, it's, you know, but I guess they're just trying to do it quickly. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so then to expedite things, they have script, you know, describe it, but, um, well, and they're not, they're not, I, I feel like the difference is Nintendo's not like the big cinematic trailer type of games, you know, that sort of like lend themselves to like being like, here, let's put together these clips that are, you know, either like really unexpectedly funny or like really dramatic or are going to showcase like, you know, these breathtaking landscapes or stuff like that. You know, they're just, they just don't have those games. So they just probably feel like this is the best way to like transition between. Well, know. I mean, we, we see some more of that now and Nintendo's like move into some of that a little bit and I, yeah, uh, they've I done a really some. good job with the smash bros stuff like they're always yeah. for the new character reveals they're always showcasing and they're very well done cinematic some sort of fun uh video and i like when they on they unveiled sephiroth it was a really cool video of sephiroth taking on everybody and then they made it look like he'd stab mario and you know yeah very dramatic and fun and and now for the tekken uh tekken um edition Smash here up. i thought that was cool too he's like tossing everybody over the edge and then he at the end he throws kirby and you know expect, <laughs> he just puffs up you know that's funny and yeah i like it but um yeah i guess my complaint is there were a lot of things that we knew were coming because mm -hmm. they'd done directs before yeah um about them so like i kind of will i'll get my complaints out of the way i guess you know like i think that mario party superstars should be dlc it's I they could charge 20 dollars for it they have not supported the super mario party well that is on the switch right now it's mm -hmm. sold like well, it's sold like hotcakes so mm -hmm. they know this new one will sell like hotcakes so that's fine it's just, it would be much better to just have a, I mean, we look at the state of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, where there's so much content in there. There's so many characters, so many maps, so much music. And in this, this now, Super Mario Party, all the superstars, it's just, they could have added these things in a season pass over yeah. the course of months. And I would have much preferred it over, you know, now having to switch game cartridges because I want to play the new maps and then the old maps and stuff for, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't, I, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. I, I love that this is coming out, but I agree with you regarding format. Mm -hmm. Yep. Like, because like yep. this to me is just like another classic childhood game, you know, classic childhood memories of all these like mini games. And I love yep. the mini games, but yeah, just, just make it some DLC. Yep. Uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2. I feel like we'd heard about that. Then we saw mm -hmm. a trailer and some more trailers and we saw a trailer again. So it's nothing new. It's just, again, to have it on the Nintendo stage. I think you need, they need to work this stuff out a little bit better, you know, have content. You know, if you're going to be at E3, where does it go? It doesn't have to right. go all the places. And I suppose the idea is that not a, you know, a bunch of people watching the Nintendo event aren't going to watch the other events and vice versa. Right. So, but still, um, right. Because how many then, times did we see 12 minutes? Yeah, exactly. Yep. 
Um, Mario Golf, again, awesome. I'm excited for that mm -hmm. game. But we didn't get any, you know, it's not really anything new here. No, uh, we already knew about it. We knew you knew if you wanted it or not. So yeah. there it is. We knew the Hyrule Warriors expansion pass was coming. You know, we got some new details on it, but again, and then they briefly showed Skyward Sword, just reminding you that that's coming. So again, it's a, it's a lot of things adding up to some time. Uh, Astria ascending, it's all stuff that we were familiar with and knew was happening. So if you remove all that, there's a lot less. Yes. Um, but that's kind of my gripes of the way. I guess. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree with, you know, like my assessment as well was, you know, we didn't really get a whole lot that's new, but at least with the things that we didn't see were new, they kept it brief. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, all right. You wanted to, you wanted to fill out a show. Fine. Not exactly, you know, thrilling me here with your content, but you know, at least if you were going to try and be like, oh, it's just like a little reminder and you kept it short. Yep. And it's not fair because, you know, like I'm going to buy the new Mario Party. I'm going to buy Mario Golf. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm going to get these things. So, yeah. Um, the but big thing for me was. <laughs> yes, exactly. I didn't. I was already buying it. So, yep. Um, Metroid Dread. Yeah. Long in production, long rumored game or whatever, 2D side scrolling Metroid game, Metroid mm -hmm. Dread. Um, I think that they're adding, a, they are adding a level of uh, cinematic, of a cinematic quality to this, like really cool yeah. kind of scenes. And the, Samus has some new armor that's really, really fun looking. And yeah. it, it plays smooth and fast. So, and it's coming yeah. pretty soon. It's coming this year. This was uh this was really unexpected for me. Like an unexpected, you know, kind of insertion in in Nintendo's lineup here. Like mm -hmm. it was just it it felt just so different. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's been a long time since we've seen the mm -hmm. the, the 2D Metroid and yes. you know, it's kind of one of those things like when Valve won't make a Left 4 Dead, other people are stepping up to the plates to do it. Well, in the years yeah uh since um they basically stopped making much for 2d metroid games and mm -hmm. castlevania uh for that matter the in indie industry has taken up the reins to um create that themselves and so finally the game that inspired so many mm -hmm. um is uh getting a new entry so. yeah i love it and um, I'm not good at these games, and I hopefully will will play it. Some, <laughs> but uh, I always love the vibe and the aesthetic and the music and all that stuff. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, WarioWare. Yeah. Finally, WarioWare! Yay! <laughs> I love WarioWare. Do you play ever play WarioWare at all? I think I have just briefly, so I couldn't tell you much about it, but definitely like known of its existence. Sure. Yep. No, tons of, they call them micro games, really mm -hmm. short 
burst of gameplay, but then mixed in there are some other ones. Let's just like basically high score. How far can you go kind of games? Yeah. And, and this one's got like uh, co-op, you know, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm glad this was a this was. People were. People have been wanting it. Some have been thinking it's maybe going to show up, but I don't know. Not not to me. People had confidence it was going to be at this show. I don't think so. I think, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Good on Nintendo. <laughs> they got a few surprises there. If you're watching, just look how absolutely ridiculous it is. It's <laughs> so ridiculous it. and insane. <laughs> so, yep. Um, that's, I mean, besides the show close, basically. Um, mm, Breath of the Wild, that's, yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to mention from the show that was really important to you or something? Um, I guess the, the other two games that, that caught my eye uh, were Fatal Frame looked absolutely beautiful. Um, I don't know much to anything about this, you know, game, but it just it looked amazing. Absolutely. Like I said, just like beautiful graphics, just so fantastic. Sure. So I was just kind of, I don't know, I, probably, probably in the sea of very like funny and cute games. This just sort of caught my eyes, you know, again, something different. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And then be too uh, scary for me. Be too scary for you. It'll, it'll be too scary for me. I don't, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. You never play scary things. You don't like scary things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Resident Evil Village is about as scary as I need. That's about it. <laughs> I, I do have to say, like, I, off topic, I have actually gotten scared a little bit by some, like, really random stuff in Resident Evil Village. Okay. So I'm excited okay. to talk about that because like mm -hmm. I'm not really like a like Resident Evil doesn't like scare me, give me nightmares kind of thing. But like there there were a couple moments where I was like, oh, shit, got me. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, going back to Nintendo, Danganronpa. Um, oh, OK. That that looked yeah. really fun. Like the the Perfect celebration games. Decadence. Yeah. Since it's been a decade decadence i was like i get it you, you're doing a clever thing there so <laughs> yeah no i uh i know ashley's played a couple of them mm -hmm. and um yeah they're they're well done and they're they're yes. difficult and i think they're well acted and mm -hmm. you know we've seen some of the anime as well so yeah um, right yeah yeah no, i was just bummed to not see a date though so obviously i have no idea when it's coming out mm, right so then we got to the um, the Zelda bit at the end. Yeah. Uh, Zelda mm -hmm. anniversary. So it's Metroid anniversary, Super Monkey Ball anniversary, which uh, that's another game coming out. Um, um, Alan says Fatal Frame was released 20 years ago. So, you know, oh, lots yeah, of okay. anniversaries this year. There's a lot of a lot of them. Uh, yeah, Zelda being amongst them. They're doing a uh, game and watch little pocket system that has like you know, four different Zelda games on it. I have the Mario version. I think I've showed that on the podcast before. Right. They're going to do a Zelda one now. They reminded us that Skyward Sword is coming um, soon. 
And then they showed yeah, another trailer for Breath that. of the Wild 2. Mm-hmm. Um, Breath of the Wild 2, they they said they have a name for it, but they're not going to say what it is because it will reveal too much potentially. Mm-hmm. So fans are combing over the trailer, trying to figure out what they saw and what's happening mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And um, I, I'm excited. I'm a lot of people were expecting it maybe this year. Um, they, but they said they're aiming for 2022. Mm. Aiming for yeah, 2022. Mm-hmm. So, but honestly, I mean, I've played many hours of Breath of the Wild and I could play many hours more. I'm perfectly fine if they need to take another year or two, just make it the best game you can. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a new, you know, Super Nintendo Switch exclusive. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they like push it for whatever this refreshed hardware that supposedly is coming. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Or or just, you know, they want to it will run kind of like crap on their regular switch and then they'll <laughs> run well on the new one. But, but I thought the trailer was cool. It's dramatic yeah. there. It's, it looks, um, both trailers have suggested darker than the first breath of the wild in tone. I think, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm excited. But the interesting thing, other interesting thing was there was rumors that there was people, some people were so confident that Bayonetta was going to be shown at the showcase, as was this like combo Wind Waker and Twilight Princess HD for the Switch. And neither of those things showed up. So, nope. Nope. Pretty interesting. <laughs> I think, I think if all those things had shown up there, that would have put my score up another, you know half point or so yeah i think so as well but i feel like with nintendo i've just come to expect that they're not doing a lot you know what i mean like they they're they just don't have like showcases that are like we have like 10 new games or we have you know you know 20 games we're working on or whatever so i just don't feel like i ever go into um, their gaming showcases or live streams or events thinking like, I'm going to see a bunch of stuff. Do you know well, what I mean? I mean, yeah, I think, I think that comes the way I think seeing in that way comes from how they share stuff, yeah. how they've had shared stuff before. Right. Cause if you look at it, we, they, they're releasing, um, for completely new games, they're releasing Metroid dread warrior, Ware, um uh, mm-hmm. Mario Golf um and uh let's see oh and they just did the game builder one mm-hmm. um that's four games brand mm-hmm. new this year that's not mm-hmm. including um the Skyward Sword re like HDFI re- remaster and mm-hmm. the Mario Party Superstars, which is basically a new one, but using classic boards. Right. Um, that's, you know, that's six games. When what does what does Sony's plan for this year? You know, they've they've this year they'll have they have Ratchet right now and they have Returnal. 
Yeah, I just and then I we're gonna like, get Horizon, you know, so three. Right, but like I think other gaming companies like showcase more at a time, and mm-hmm. Nintendo doesn't do that. Do you know what I mean? Like they just they don't yeah. they aren't inclined to show a bunch of different stuff at a time. They'll do X number of events, like showing you the same things with like one or two new additions. Whereas like other showcases are like, let's check out these like 40 different games, even if they're years away from being released. Like Nintendo isn't about that. So, so to me, like them not having stuff like this is just like, yeah, no, they're not focused on that right now. Yeah. They'll, whenever they get to it, it'll show up in like the next, you know, five or six live stream events or whatever, because they're ready to focus on that now. Yep. And I get like, they, they can't win in a way because there's so yeah. much like attention on them that for a while it was like, Oh my God, we haven't had a Nintendo direct in however many months, like the countdown was, you know, that was going up. Um, are they ever, is Nintendo ever going to talk again? And then, and then they finally show something, you know, to like whether they're just ready or they cave to the pressure, they show something and right. then, Oh my God, it's not enough. You know, like, well, right. I didn't want to see that or whatever, or they, they do these little partner showcases and stuff. And it just, everybody has such high expectations for every mm-hmm. single one of them. Right. Cause everybody's always hoping because there are obvious things Nintendo could do that wouldn't take them that much effort that would make them oodles of money. Mm-hmm. And so fans get excited that they are going to do that, but they don't do that. <laughs> yeah, so someone should someone should tell their team. Well, I mean, <laughs> like there are there are obvious things like, you know, that they could do that just would be yeah. You know, what if they just they they have the original Metroid games on the online service. Do you know how many people would buy Metroid like one through three or whatever on a cartridge in a steel book case for $60? A lot of people would buy it. (laughs) People would, somebody would buy multiple copies. You could release a new version of it in a new steel case the next year and more people would buy it. (laughs) Like Nintendo has rabid fans that will buy all their stuff without thinking. And yet they seem so reluctant sometimes to release things or to put any effort into some of it. You know, mm-hmm. people, kids that are buying the Switch or people that are buying Switch for the first time, they haven't bought a Nintendo thing in a long time, have never played Wind Waker, one of the best Zelda games ever, or Twilight Princess. They could sell each of those for $50 HD mm-hmm. and people would buy it. Like they're sitting on money, not making it i mean they're making tons of money but they could make more right so when when fans (laughs) think like they'll do this because obviously you would do this nintendo chooses to not do it so it's just but i guess it's that game it's always the like give you a little bit keep you wanting more you know Mm -hmm. they're good at that yeah yep so and then i won't even mention the bandai namco event so yeah, I I didn't catch it, but apparently one game. Well, I was confused again. I was so here's my other gripe about the um, I, I would just say generally, uh, you know, I felt happy about a lot of things I got yeah. shown this week, but um, definitely issues. And um, one of those being that 
when there's a showcase or something that's going to go live, I get a notification. It's going live. And I look at it. Countdown. Four hours. Oh, my God. I know. Showcase starting in four hours. Oh, it's not live. It's not no. live. Okay. No. Would you, you know, start no. your live stream as something else. Like do right. E3 coverage, you know, whatever. And then do a new thing when the thing is actually about to start. Yes. Yes. Ridiculous. So sometimes things get lost. Could, like I'm yeah, clicking on the thing that says like Nintendo and Bandai and talks to whoever and whatever all in one thing. And it's somewhere in this like eight hour stream. Mm hmm. So, yeah, could not agree with you more there. Yeah. So. All right. That's been. Well, the beginning of Summer Games Fest. Yeah. And E3. E3. Um, and then, yeah, tomorrow we're getting another one, Extended Showcase. Yeah. Xbox. I feel like I, I'm, if it's, yeah. I mean, you'll know if it's important enough to make our episode next week. Indeed, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if so. we get anything truly new or, you know, unique or special. Yeah. Yep. But I mean, they've got, they've got me, they've done such a good job this week with their showcase that they've got me, you know, excited to tune in to see. So I guess good job yep. there. And the other thing that, you know, like I have a picture of my wife, I'm wearing a Halo shirt. I have a picture of my wife mm -hmm. and I in Xbox gear getting ready to watch the events. Like, yeah. Um, you know, I, I want to appear too, too fanboyish to everybody. But I have to say that another thing that puts their event uh, up a little higher is that so much of what they show at their event is all coming to Game Pass day one. Yes. Like constantly mm -hmm. the list of things, even if you're like, oh, that was out before or oh, I could have played that somewhere else maybe or whatever. It's like all these things, like it's just the extra thing, like maybe you didn't play that before. Now I don't have to pay anything extra to play it. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. it's just, it's just huge is it, it, yeah. it, it is, um, it does create a difficult time deciding what's to play, mm -hmm. but. But you got the access. Just, so, so at least yep. you can have decisions and good decisions. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I think they said like out of all the games that they were showing, there were like two, maybe three that weren't available day one for game pass. And I think they said that they were they were showing like, you know, maybe it was the the 40 games that are available um, for demos that or something mm. like that. I, I don't remember, but they they had acknowledged that right at the beginning of the show, like two or three weren't available via Game Pass. But yeah. Like out of everything that they showed. That's amazing. I mean, I think everything that I took note of anyways from the show, which is a pretty long mm -hmm. list, is all coming to Game Pass Day 1. Okay. So. Yeah, I just remember like a short disclaimer, but I just. Yeah, no, I'm sure there was there was something that I probably didn't write yeah. down or I'm not thinking about or something, but sure. that's um, that's a big deal. So. Um, yeah. And. Um, Thought I was going to say one more thing, but I can't think of it. <laughs> so that's been uh, that's been our big game coverage here. 
Um, the idea is that next week we'll be talking about Resident Evil Village. So um, good luck in in your continual progress yeah. uh, in Resident Evil Village. Excited to talk about it. We'll have some yes, guests on for that. Um, we're going to be continuing to watch Loki. So to watch that along with us, you know, and keep an eye out for our episode when we talk about the first three episodes of that. Um, and that's about it. You should follow us on Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all those things. Um, leave us comments, like, share. Please leave a review on your favorite podcast directory of choice. Um, that helps a lot. I hear for discovery. If you can leave us a review, something positive, thumbs up, whatever, give it some, give it five stars, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. And I want to thank killing the flower for our theme song. Their content can be found on Instagram, YouTube, and, um, Spotify, duh, mm -hmm. music service. Um, so we thank them very much. And anything else you want to plug, Andrea? Um, no, no, I think you got it covered. All right. All right. Well, thanks for joining me again. That was it for Popcast on the Rocks, episode 64. I'll see you next week. Sounds good. Cheers, everybody. <laughs>